be creative and use various methods of contact. While others trying to win the same business may stick to the tried and true prospecting methods, implementing the unexpected will help separate you. Be consultative. Your prospective client is undoubtedly an expert in their profession, but most likely has little technical knowledge of your industry. What they need, whether they realize it or not, is an advisor. They need you to be the expert who will guide them to a yet unimagined future. Whether you're here as a colleague in consultation, exploring advising as a vocation, or considering a partnership and employee benefits with my team, I hope you find value in these thoughts. Apply this truth to both your personal and professional relationships. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet, you're on their side, working with them and not against them. In other words, put the needs of others before your own and surround yourself with folks that do the same. I'm Shane Wingo, and you're listening to the Working With Them podcast. And thanks again for joining me for the podcast. Now, as a reminder, what we're doing here in season one is we're uh, basically creating an audio version of my new book, Working With Them, going chapter by chapter. So if you haven't yet, head back to episode number one. That's where I cover the intro for the book and really kind of talk about how this came about very unexpectedly and what the genesis of the book is. Uh, and then I talk, I go through each chapter, a quick summary, two or three sentences to really lay the groundwork for what lies ahead. Now, uh, in the last episode, we went over chapter, chapter one, working with them in your study. And today we'll be reviewing chapter two, working with them in your approach. Now, each chapter, again, is punctuated with what I call story time. I think storytelling cannot be overemphasized in the consulting, advising, selling process. It simply adds legitimacy to everything you're discussing with a prospective client or a client. Now, remember, even though my framework, what I do day to day, has to do with advising and consulting, this is not simply a book about sales and prospects and prospective clients. It's a book about creating partnerships and building relationships. So even though I'll be talking about prospective clients and clients, think about how you approach the ones you care about. Is it always with an ask or an expectation? How can you clearly show those around you that you're on their side? So with that, let's get started working with them in your approach. Throughout this section, hold one pivotal concept before everything else. Be mindful. While your conversation with a prospective client is the most pressing need in your world, their day mostly contains a litany of people in and out of your industry vying for a discussion as they're just trying to focus on the required daily tasks. The respect and courtesy you afford them in your approach may prove to be the differentiating factor in granting you a conversation. So be mindful in how they will receive your message. Approach them in a manner you would like to be contacted if you were in their position. They will know you're working with them if you are concise, courteous, and respectful. So be concise in your messaging. If it's an email, type it out and then spend time editing that content before you hit send. If it's a phone call, create a quick introductory statement, speak it out loud, hear what they'll be hearing and make your edits. Their time is valuable and so is yours. 
So make a connection, but get to the point at hand. You'll have plenty of situations where you're forced to think on your feet. So when you have a chance to prepare, prepare. Be courteous when you connect. Consider when and how often you would want to receive contact if you were in their position. Your prospective client has a finite amount of time to feel requests like yours, and you have a finite amount of time to make these connections. So make calls, drop by, and send emails at times you believe they'll be available to receive them. Then give them the time to process what you are communicating. Space your connections appropriately, and we'll discuss more on that in the following section. Be respectful when you connect. Address your prospective client appropriately. Send emails in a professional manner and avoid wording your emails in the same way you would text a friend. That familiarity comes once they are your client, not when you're courting their business. When a prospective client gives the timeline for connection, honor that, that request. Avoid reaching out prior to that time frame, frame unless you're doing so to provide helpful information, briefly worded, and without an ask attached. Be unique in your messaging. Even when your organization has a tremendous marketing team creating an engaging content, like mine, preface their communication with your thoughts on how this applies to your prospective client specifically. Keep it concise, but provide your unique insight. You're more than your organization's employee. You are a valued and trusted advisor to your current clients. Expound on what you will provide to let your prospective clients know why you are the person to lead them forward. Be authentic. Your strengths and personality are different than anyone else communicating this message. Find ways to be uniquely you in your approach with prospective clients so they understand exactly who they will be working with once you solidify that partnership. If you rely on the tips and tricks of someone else in gaining a relationship, you'll be forced to keep up that charade indefinitely. So make a conscious effort to learn from those in your industry and organization, both with more and less experience, and then find ways to take that knowledge and create your own messaging. Be bold. Innovation in your method of contact sets the stage for innovation throughout your partnership. Find ways to give insight into how your partnership will operate even before it begins. Understand what you and your organization are capable of and make bold statements for your prospect's future to encourage them to meet with you. Be creative and use various methods of contact. While others trying to win the same business may stick to the tried and true prospecting methods, implementing the unexpected will help separate you. Be consultative. Your prospective client is undoubtedly an expert in their profession, but most likely has little technical knowledge of your industry. What they need, whether they realize it or not, is an advisor. They need you to be the expert who will guide them to a yet unimagined future. Start proving you are an expert from your first touch point. One of the best ways to accomplish this is by using creative content uniquely created or curated in your voice. Become their go-to resource for insight even before a partnership, and you will be silently reinforcing you're on their side. 
ABC. At this stage, always be closing, but closing for the appointment. You're exploring and attempting to pique interest. When a prospective client bites, set a time for a deeper discussion in person, if at all possible. You've reached them at an unscheduled time, so show you're working with them by being respectful of their time and scheduling a future conversation. Understand that over-communication at this point can be an appointment killer. So take that win and schedule the next conversation. All right, here's our story time for this section. Hello, my name is Shane Wingo and I am a relational seller. I just don't know any other way to go about it. When I came into this new position, I was working beside other advisors who approached the sales process very differently. Being a fish out of water in a new industry, my initial instinct was to conform to someone else's way of approaching clients. They are successful, so if I model my approach after theirs, that can only lead to success, right? Nope. While their approach may be different than mine, I understood I had a tremendous amount to learn from my colleagues. Their knowledge of our industry and solutions vastly outweighed what I was going to be able to obtain even in the next five years. Even so, I simply was inept in replicating their process and connecting with prospective clients. So I determined to learn from each of them and then morph their knowledge into a process that I was familiar and comfortable with. This is not a path to instant gratification on your sales leaderboard, but it, is, but it does set the foundation for substantial future success. I was carrying a bit, or maybe a lot, of arrogance initially. I absolutely believed I knew a better way, and I just needed a bit of their knowledge. What I learned over time was that if I could take pieces of everyone's approach and communicate it in the way I was most comfortable I would grow both professionally and personally. I have mentors within my organization who approach sales from the mindset of an accountant. I had others who approached from the legal perspective as that's a weighty concern in our industry. Both were somewhat foreign uh, to me, so I integrated their perspectives to my approach and the number of touches with a prospective client before setting an initial appointment steadily decreased shrinking my sales cycle, and increasing the frequency of my new client partnerships. In previous industries, I was always able to approach the sales process conversationally through storytelling. This industry was going to require a new level of expertise in the inner workings of the solutions. Through shadowing others and some standard trial and error, I learned how to be an expert in my field while still maintaining the storyteller aspect of what is most vital in my uh, connection with a prospective client. I was able to borrow their stories and use them until I had my own, integrating their knowledge and expertise into my process. So as we close out today's chapter, we'll reiterate the philosophy as we do at the end of every chapter. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that In your approach, you're on their side, working with them and not against them.
I hope you found values in these thoughts. This is just the beginning. This is laying the groundwork uh, for the next uh, 10 or 12 episodes where we'll go through and dive into the book chapter by chapter. So subscribe to this podcast so you'll be notified each time a new episode drops. Now, the book itself, working with them, it's live on Amazon. So I'm going to leave a link in the show notes that will direct you to uh, buy, where you can buy that book. It's going to ship on February 14th. Uh, of 2024. So put that pre-order in so you can be one of the first to receive and read the book. If you simply would like to connect with me, if you have questions for me, uh, anything to do with either employee benefits or just uh, about this podcast and these concepts in general, click on the link that I'll leave in the show note that says dot cards. It has all of my direct contact information, my cell, my email address, every way to get a hold of me. Thanks for joining me and do all you can today to make it clear you're working with those around you.